Welcome to Muscle Science for Women. I'm your host, Ashley. There's your host, Rachel. She's drinking water. I'm not. Story, tale as old as time. (laughs) I'm doing better, honestly. And let me, okay, here's a quick aside that I'll immediately dive into. I, the other day, I went and splurged and got a really nice facial at this like fancy skincare place. Um, Because again, I'm just like not in a time of my life where I'm feeling Botox. I just don't want to. I just don't want to. No judgments. I just don't want to. Also, it's too expensive. I'm not feeling it, but I want my skin to look good. So went and got this fancy facial and they did something called dermaplaning. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So they basically take like, again, men who are listening to this are probably like, women are so weird. But anyway, basically they take like a scalpel. The practitioner takes a scalpel mm-hmm. and kind of like essentially shaves your face, your entire face. And it's sort of like a really intensive um, exfoliation because it's taking off like the top couple layers of your skin. Um, not in any way. It's not like some of those facials you see on Instagram where like you're covered in blood and you look like a scary yeah. zombie for days afterwards. It's nothing like that. And it doesn't hurt. It's literally, it kind of just feels nice. Um, yeah. It's like they she- scrape away like the dead skin and stuff. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I've never done it, but. Well, I will tell you that I personally really liked it. Like when I was done, I looked dewy AF. And for a couple of days afterwards, I was just like, oh, okay. Like I, (laughs) I noticed a difference. Like I felt like, I felt like my skin looked healthier and like, I, it just wasn't as like, maybe like dull. And I I just, you don't realize until you kind of like do something to it. You're like, oh, I'm I needed that. You know, like it looks, it looks significantly better. And the, the practitioner did say your skin's a little dehydrated. Mm. And I said, that checks out because I'm drinking enough water. <laughs> but also I have naturally like thicker skin and I have like oilier skin. Like I don't tend towards dry skin. I don't get like dry flaky skin in the winter. Like I tend to have like oilier skin. And so I kind of like, I think I let that um, be an excuse for like, oh, I don't need to really worry about it. Like I have you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, you need to like, you need to hydrate better. And I was like, okay, should I be drinking more water? And she's like, yes, but when you like, obviously staying hydrated is good. It's good for everything, all your organs, your skin, everything. But as you're drinking water, like a very small relative portion of that is actually like getting to your skin scale, skin cells. It's like going to other more important processes in your body. So you need to like, also be hydrating in other ways, like eating hydrating foods, which I do because meat and vegetables are mostly water. Yes. Like element, you know, electrolytes, all of those things, making sure that the the water you're taking in is actually going somewhere instead of just being peed out. But there is an element of like the right skincare and taking care of your skin and like not letting yourself get burnt and not whatever. So all that to say, I'm getting myself some vitamin C because she said that's like one of the biggest, um, as a topical thing for I'm not going to use the word aging skin, but for not baby skin that you're mm-hmm. worried about things like fine lines and getting older, um, vitamin C, like a really good vitamin C, whatever, um, serum or something is serum, supposed to be yeah. good. And then, uh, I'm going to keep working on the hydration, which I think I have. And I would definitely get that dermaplaning thing done again. Just if you're, if you're like thinking about it, cause like it felt, it felt good. And my skin looked good afterwards. I was pleased. So anyway, that's skincare, uh, with Ashley. Um, let's dive into some questions first, very first. I'm just going to talk about this really briefly because I think we've 
I've actually touched on it in a bunch of other podcasts, but it was just when we put our little thing on Instagram and people asked us questions, um, someone said basically nutrition during breastfeeding. And I do feel like we've talked about this a lot, so I don't really want to rehash it again. Um, the first thing I'll say is search the podcast for, um, pregnancy, postpartum, like anything about pregnancy and a number of episodes will come up. Usually ones that I've done solo or with other professionals around pregnancy. And we talk about that stuff. So if you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, if you're in that time of your life, we have a couple episodes dedicated to that. I also, excuse me, wrote an ebook all about pregnancy and postpartum nutrition, including breastfeeding, um, where I talk in depth about sort of research evidence-backed information and best practices, my own personal experience, um, a number of recipes and things that I really enjoyed and ate and that helped me during that time. And also a bunch of references to other even more intelligent resources than myself for people who want to do like extra reading, but that's a really good, like I created that resource because I did get so many people asking me like, how'd you eat during pregnancy? How'd you eat during um, breastfeeding? Cause I, I think I did a good job. Um, and mm-hmm. it was beneficial for me. So I wanted to like pass along what I learned and what worked for me. So I'll put that link in the show notes if people want to check that out. Um, but the like cliffs notes is hydration is the most important. That was like literally the only time in my life when I was actually like on top of hydration, I was crushing the hydration because you are, I mean, it sounds blunt, but you are getting like sucked dry all day, every day. Like you are losing a ton of liquid literally from your body all day, every day. You have to drink and you have to drink. You have to take in salt and electrolytes because if you're Mm -hmm. just chugging water, you're just peeing it out. It's not benefiting you. So things like, hi Lilo, this is why you need to watch YouTube because cute puppies go all over the place. So anyway, you want to be staying hydrated, electrolytes. I used Element all day, every day. Lilo, do you agree? Do you agree? Drinking a lot of liquid? Aw, hi, baby. Um, okay, this is why you need to be on YouTube. Um, so anyway, the hydration thing is absolutely, absolutely key. You are going to, 99% of you, when you're breastfeeding, are going to be eating noticeably more, probably noticeably more carbs, just do it. Like it, just do it. This is a time in your life when you are expending an incredible amount of energy at the same time as trying to heal your body, not sleep, take care of a newborn. It's just not the time to, in most cases, be low carb, be restrictive, be carnivore, be watching what you're eating, particularly eat healthy, eat nutritious, eat a lot of protein. Like you always do eat vegetables, all of those things, but like eat more. I think, I think I read there's like some number that it's like basically 20% of your body's energy is directed toward 20 or 25 is directed towards breastfeeding. And like the first six months at least, which is like twice as much as your brain uses, it's Mm. wild. So like fuel up is basically general. I've seen, um, I like, like some of the people I follow on Instagram, like other coaches and things like that, who are like currently breastfeeding. I don't know. I'm just seeing this like the last few weeks, uh, chug and pump. Like they'll post on their stories. Like I'm, it's like a hashtag, like chug and pump. Cause like when they're mm. pumping, it's like they have to chug, yeah. uh, water and electrolytes. And I've just mm-hmm. keep seeing that. I'm like, okay, I guess this is like a, a thing. Chug um, and pump. Cute. Chug and pump. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. It's just like, it's like, just like breastfeeding is kind of your job now. So is staying hydrated and staying fed just 
do not, there's a season in your life for everything. And this is not the season to be restrictive or to be worrying about how many carbs you ate today or whatever, just eat and drink. And it's going to, that's going to be what you need. So that's that for the nutrition during breastfeeding. Um, next question that we got, One second, I'm what, just going to let Lilo out of the room. Real okay. Quick. Bye Sorry. Lilo. Bye. <laughs> it's just you and me now listeners. Let's talk a bunch of shit about Rachel. I don't know if she can actually hear me or not. Damn it. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. You can edit that out. That didn't happen. Um, Anyway. Okay. Can I say something about um, just like something that I am just noticed the last week. So I bought these shirts on Amazon. Yeah. And they're like 20 bucks and they're super comfortable and they come in like 20 different colors. And then I also have these shorts. So I've just been like wearing the same exact clothes in just like different colors for like the last few weeks. And I'm absolutely loving it because I'm like, okay, like I don't have to think about anything and I don't think about anything usually, but in the summertime, it's just like put on shorts and this like comfy shirt and I have like all different colors. Um, so yeah. And you know, if people are, I know people are always looking for just like Mm -hmm. kind of knockoff versions of like this on Lululemon is $80. I'm like, what the hell? So yeah, I will, um, when this episode goes out, I'll put some links in the, uh, cool. description of, uh, Amazon, like knock, what do they call them? Dupes. dupes yeah. Dupes. Yeah. What I are the shorts? Of those. Cause I'm looking so for shorts. the shorts are they're literally, I just like athletic shorts. Yeah. Those are cute. And they have, yeah. They have do they have pockets the- too? Okay. Okay. Um, and those come in a million colors because I'm yep. looking for some shorts. Okay. Yeah. I will send you, I'll send the links you know, and I'll put them in the description. They're just like, you know, I mean, I guess summer's almost coming to an end, but. Well, some of us live in warm places, so not me, yeah. but some of us do so wear <laughs> shorts all the time. Um, yeah. Send those dupes. That's great. Amazon dupes. Okay. Next Ooh. question is around premenstrual headaches. So mm. someone sent us a question and was saying, she gets headaches like right before her period. She also clarified that she is in her mid forties and she likes to be low carb. So again, the classic preface, like we don't know enough to diagnose what's going on here. It could be a number of things. The general gist though, maybe, um, maybe you need to eat some more carbs. If, if that's sort of how you roll super low carb and you're experiencing a kind of negative effect around your period that happens reliably, um, and is distracting to you because again, we all have different experiences, but like by and large, an ideal cycle shouldn't really interrupt your life a whole lot, right? Like Mm -hmm. maybe you get a couple cramps for a day. Maybe you feel kind of extra hungry or a little irritable the day before or whatever. Like it is a thing. It's a part of our life, but it shouldn't be like, oh boy, it's coming. Here we go. I'm getting bad headaches for two days. I'm really, really miserable, whatever. So maybe you just want to think about eating some more carbs just around that time and see what happens. Or even just more food too. Yeah. I was just going to say like Mm -hmm. thinking about, you know, if this is something that's been happening repeatedly and it's Mm -hmm. not not just like a one-off thing and it's like every, like for the past five months, right before you're getting your period, you have these awful headaches. If not doing anything different, (laughs) right. This is one of our sayings, like, uh, don't be insane. Uh, not saying that this person's insane, but like, mm-hmm. what's, what's that saying? Like 
doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like if you haven't tried out, you know, adjusting your nutrition, adjusting your stress load or your training, if you haven't tried those things, then it's, I would start with one, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. not. And again, this comes back to everything we talk about, like have a notebook or whatever you have, like a track, an Excel sheet, whatever you want, whatever allows you to like take some notes and track some of these things so that you can see like, okay, this month I am going to experiment with bumping up my carbs and even maybe calories at the same time. Right. So bump up your calories and do that in the form of carbs and take note how you feel. Did anything change? Do you feel any different, et cetera? Um, And if it did change, then do it again next month and see if the same thing, positive thing happens. And then that's your answer, right? Mm -hmm. If that didn't work, then maybe it's like, okay, next time I'm going to try maybe bumping up my carbs and calories and also maybe decreasing training a bit around that time. Cause maybe my body is just telling me sending signals like, Hey, you need to just like chill out for a little bit. Um, or maybe it's saying like, you need a little bit more hydration or electrolytes, right? So there's all these things that seem simple and seem like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But actually doing them and following through with like, okay, I'm going to take notes on how I feel. Um, Mm -hmm. that's another thing. And it's like, it's like, you know, so much easier said than done. So Mm -hmm. that's what my advice would be is like, yeah, have a plan going Mm -hmm. into it. You shouldn't. And if none of that works, then it's like, okay, now we have to take a look at some other things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the initial research that I've done has said, has shown that P um, premenstrual um, migraines and bad headaches are a common thing. They're not, you know, they're not great, but they're common. Um, and they are directly correlated to the drop in estrogen that happens at that point in your cycle. Um, but it can also be triggered or exacerbated by things like stress, not eating enough, things like that. So if you are, um, you're having this regular kind of drop in estrogen, which is normal, but then maybe you are in a calorie deficit and eating no carbs and working out a ton, that could be what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I also read somewhere that magnesium supplementation may help. And to me, again, like a magnesium supplement is sort of a catch-all because it's one of the most common, uh, like mineral deficiencies that humans have. So it's like, it's sort of one of those things, like just throw it at anything and see if it makes it better. Um, so Mm -hmm. maybe, uh, magnesium might be something you want to, um, experiment with, but yeah, I would say exactly to your point, Rachel, like pick something, whether it's eating a bit more, eating more carbs, taking it easy around that time, maybe some magnesium and just pay attention and see. And if something works, stick to it and good, because things that are normal, um, don't necessarily mean they're good or things right, are yeah, or, common, right. Doesn't common mean, is mean, not, that's normal. it. Yeah. Common. Is I know not what normal. you're trying to say. There it is. Yeah. Common is not normal. You do not want to be experiencing migraines or headaches every month just because you have a period that sucks and you shouldn't have to deal with that. So, mm-hmm. um, cool. All right. So that's that. Can I, um, mentioned something. I don't know if this is like TMI, but I'm, uh, curious, uh, in terms of like, uh, like this is, yeah, so let's get TMI. Just, talk about it. Talk about it. Period stuff. Let's okay, do this. I'm excited. So period stuff. Yeah. Have, uh, like in terms of like what you use during your period, right. 
I don't, yes. why am I like blanking on the name of this, but like a tampon versus like yes. a, a cup or whatever. Yes. Um, have you experimented with like other things? So I'll just TMI. I've been experimenting mm-hmm. with the, uh, Cora is the brand. Yes. I believe the cup mm-hmm. thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, this is cool. And like I it? didn't know that like, this would be a thing that I would actually like, like and it, yeah. I wish I knew about this when I was 12 years old, when I or 13 years old, I don't remember when I got my period 13. Yeah. Um, and I probably would have saved like thousands of dollars. Yeah. Hmm. So okay. yeah, I'm just curious. Have you ever experimented with anything like that? Yeah. It's funny you ask because I have, I mean, as we all do, anybody who knows women, we all have like different things that we like to use or that we find beneficial. And I've had a lot of friends tell me that that is like life-changing, like the reusable, like silicone or whatever yeah. it is cup. Um, I have never, I, I would totally be open to it. I just have kind of found that like tampons work for me. So I'm just like, yeah, whatever. If it's not broke, don't fix it. I do also mm-hmm. like, like the NYX brand and those brands of like underwear that you can wear like overnight and stuff, oh, yeah. you know, that are like basically just keep it all from making it look like you had a murder scene in your, in yeah. your bed. Cause you don't always know when it's coming. Right. Like this is the other thing that like women get to deal with is like, I have a period tracker on my phone. I know pretty well, like when it's coming when it's not coming, how long it's going to last, yeah. whatever. But like, you don't know to the minute, like you don't know mm-hmm. that like Friday at 3 PM here she comes. Right. So you have to like be aware of these things at all times, which is annoying. Um, and potentially dress differently during different times of your cycle and all of these things. These are just things that like women have to live with. Yeah. Um, so the underwear I really, really like, especially for overnight. And I do like Cora. I think they also do like organic tampons. Cause this is the yeah. other thing is, you know, if you have the, if you have the, uh, ability to be picked exactly to be picky with these things, like it, I guess like for the longest time, a lot of these like intimate feminine products had like really carcinogenic and like toxic mm-hmm. ingredients, which is like, again, wild. Like these are products we're creating to put on or in our bodies that have like horrible I mean, it's the same with food and everything else, right? It's like people don't, yeah, we, they do it and we don't care. And we're putting all this toxic stuff into our body. So Cora is one brand. There are a couple other brands that do like organic pads and organic mm-hmm. tampons and stuff. that are just like better, um, quality. They're like hundred percent cotton or just things that aren't, you know, yeah. covered. And don't in- have like all the, like, like the scented, you know, yes. whatever, what yes. is it? Uh, what's the main brand for tampons? Tampax. Tampax? Yeah. Tamp- yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And they have like all the scent in it. It's like, you don't even think about that, but you're like mm-hmm. literally putting that in like one of the most absorbable places in your yes. body. And then yes. it also has all that crap plus mm-hmm. all the things that you talked about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wild. That's actually, yeah. that would be like another um, TMI if all the men are like, yeah, la, 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 this is terrifying <laughs> to me, whatever. You should know about these things anyway. But yeah, um, I'd be interested to see like what, what women are using and what mm-hmm. is beneficial because there is something to be said for obviously like the money saving of a reusable thing, the environmental impact of a reusable thing. Um, I think some people might be like squeamish about it because there's yeah. like, a little bit of a learning curve, like how to use it and how it yeah. works and stuff. Definitely but, a learning curve, um, but yeah, I think, and, and actually shout out to our podcast, uh, maybe TMI put her on the spot here, but Trace told me about yeah. the cup or that's okay. what cup or whatever it's called. There's people call it different things like a year ago. And I was, and she was like, I've been using it forever. And like, once you go, you like, you never, you never go back or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, okay. And like, I kind of just like ignored her for a while. 
tree, sorry. <laughs> and then I was like, I saw, of course, an Instagram ad for Quora and I was like, I'm going to try this out. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it's been a few months. I'm like, okay, this is not bad. And like, it tells you all the things, like, obviously you have to like sanitize it and you like throw it in mm-hmm. boiling water and like all mm-hmm. that jazz. And, mm-hmm. but I mean, just like anything else, you don't know until you try. And if you absolutely yeah. hate it, I believe like it's literally 30, like the cup is like $30 mm-hmm. and it lasts for years like, and years, years, yeah. years. Yeah. And just think yeah. about like the amount of money too, that you'd save. Like I was Grace. just like thinking about that and like doing some calculation. I was like, holy crap. Like mm-hmm. that's a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Maybe you're influencing me. Shout out to Therese who edits our podcast. She is an unsung hero. So thank you for doing what you do. She's very good at it and, um, may have just saved us both a lot of money for the rest of our (laughs) cycling years. So shout out to Therese. And also anybody listening, if you do like, we don't care, this is, you know, probably 90% of people listen to this are females and as it should be, females are amazing. Um, but there are different types too. So if like, you've been a person who's tried out all the different types and you have some insights, let us know too. Cause I'm always yeah. open. Cause I know that there's different forms of like the cups and like mm-hmm. different things. People are like, Oh, this one was like this one I hated, but this one I love and like whatever. So mm-hmm. if you have any insights on that, like we're always open to hearing those types of things. And really it's never too TMI in my opinion, cause this is like life and Yep. We're all human beings here going through the same stuff. So, um, send us all your TMI periods stories to muscle science for women at gmail.com. Like, come on. It's important. It's it's I mean, like, don't DM me like about like questions about your poop. Don't send me pictures. Okay. Pictures. Yeah. But like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) don't send me pictures. Okay. We have another question. Don't we? We do have another question. Oh, and it's it's related. It's related. It's about periods. So good segue. Um, oh, okay. So here's what we're going to do for this one. This is the last question of this podcast Mm -hmm. in case you guys are like, geez, ladies, like get on with it. And what we're going to do is I'm going to read you a, uh, like a question email from one of our listeners. It's a little bit longer and specific. It's sort of like a case study, which we will answer in more generic terms, because again, we cannot give you specific advice. We need so much more information. And also you're not a client. Um, but We'd love to hear if you guys like the case study idea. Do you want to get specific? Do you want to email us like specific stuff like this? Or do you prefer the more high level? Like, what do you do about period headaches? Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. um, without further ado, I love there are so many texts here from you that are not related to what we're talking about. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here's the question. All right. Uh, Hi, ladies. I just want to say that I love the show. I recently started listening. Thank you for being here. You're the best. I have a few questions. I'll try to keep it brief. I'm 30 years old. I've been working out since I was 15. In 2015, I started to get big into running. In 2018, I started CrossFit and have since shifted my training to more functional bodybuilding. That's a very common route. So uh, congratulations for making it through. All right. In July, 2022, I started working with a nutrition coach. Starting weight was 145. I lost 10 pounds with her guidance. In September, 2022, I got off birth control and lost an additional 15 at my smallest weight, I was 120 and maintained that weight until June, 2023, when I started gaining some weight back. We don't know why. So that's like the first thing we don't know. Like, why did you start gaining weight back? Did you do anything different? I don't know. The biggest problem I'm having is that since I stopped taking birth control pills, I've not had a period. Um, I'm unhappy with the weight I've put on after having been lean for so long. 
Um, I liked my body image when I was lean, but I want to get stronger and put on more muscle. So I'm a bit of a dilemma. What do I do? That's kind of open-ended. So there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. And I'm going to say this, this goes back to what we were just talking about. It is actually in, in, in my coaching career and even past experience for myself, it is actually very common for females who have, especially you went from 145 to 120, right? That's her lowest mm-hmm. have gone through CrossFit, lots of training. It seems like, you know, probably lots of exertion, all that stuff. It's, it's common for females to lose their period, right? Um, it shouldn't be normal, but it is common. Mm-hmm. Um, especially again, like in my coaching practice and I've had, um, you know, experiences in my past as well, where I've lost my period for periods of time and overtraining, under eating, all that jazz, all the stress. Right. So the first thing that I'm just going to say to this is I'm kind of like, I'm looking at the timeline here. So she said that she stopped taking birth control September, 2022, We are currently August, 2023. So almost about a year, um, since then. So that's one thing to note. The other thing to note is, um, June, 2023 is when you started to gain weight back. And that has only been about a month and a half ago from now. So, uh, two things to note there is I feel like the, some of the weight that you are potentially gaining back is because maybe you are at a weight currently, like maybe the 120 pounds is not where your body wants to be. Uh, maybe that is too lean for where a uh, an optimal health hormonal, all that standpoint is for you. And again, this is very common. Like for me, I talked about this on um, last episode, like when I went through my photo shoot or video shoot last year, I got down to a weight that was not sustainable for me by any means from a health hormone standpoint and had to gain some weight back from that, which is just the reality of the situation. Um, and is going to be a rea- it is a reality for a lot of females too. Um, and so that's one thing to think about too. And it's not saying that you have to gain a ton of weight back and, you know, go back to where you were before. Um, something to also realize too, is that if you're building muscle and you're following more functional bodybuilding, you could be putting on, and you probably are putting on more muscle that weighs something muscle. Just it's not air, right. It Mm -hmm. will show up on the scale. So keeping that in mind, um, you could even, who knows one day, get back to 145 pounds and be a completely different body composition than you were when you were 145 pounds doing CrossFit. That was exactly what I went through. Um, and I've gone through the past few years, Um, so things to note with that. And then going back to kind of the period side of things, you said that you stopped birth control almost a year ago. Um, something to realize is that like, it can take Mm -hmm. a long time for your body and your hormones. And then especially kind of at the timeline you mentioned with being at this lower weight for the period of time, it probably is a situation where you need to give it some more time and get to a place where you are either at maintenance calories for a long period of time, you're fueling your body, you're out of, you know, you're not exerting yourself so much. You're, you know, paying attention to all the things that we need to pay attention to in order for us to support our hormones. And I think that that's something that, you know, 
thinking back like, oh, it's been a year since I, since I came off birth control and I should have my period back by now. But like, what have you been doing in this year? (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And thinking Mm -hmm. back to like, have you actually been supporting the things that you know, you need to support in order for that period to come back in order for your body to feel safe? Because a period is a luxury as people talk about, like that is your, it's a luxury. Like your reproductive system is a luxury when you are, when all these other things are going on. And if your body's only in survival mode and trying to survive, it's not gonna, it's not gonna put its resources towards reproductive health and building muscle. Those two things are luxuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I'm on a ramble here and I'll shut up in a second. Cause I know no, you have great. lots to say this too, <laughs> but yeah. yeah so doing all the things that we talk about on this podcast that we know we need to do in order to get our hormones and all that stuff in a, in a good place. Um, and realizing that it takes a lot more time than you might think. And then the last thing I'll say here too, is with any females who have experienced loss of period, uh, loss of their period due to maybe being too low body fat percentage, or just being in a deficit for too long or doing CrossFit forever, whatever it may be, the stress on your body, the, what we don't realize is like the things that we're doing now will affect our period and our hormones in like three to four months from now. So I don't know the exact timeline, but I believe it's like from right now, I think it's like 160 days, like the things that are going on hormone wise, it's like 160 days ago is what's happening right now. Like it's from like three, four months ago, those things that you did then are catching up to you like a hundred and something days later. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's the, and obviously that's more hundred and sixty days, more than three months, but something to just be aware of. It's like, oh yeah, I've been, you know, if you end up eating, you know, start eating for the next month in, you know, even a calorie surplus doesn't mean that your period is just going to come back in a month. It could be 12 months from now. Right. So it's understanding that too. And the more you've pushed yourself into a hole, like it's kind of thinking like, again, I'm going to shut up in a second, the digger, the digger, (laughs) the deeper, the hole that you dig yourself, you have to come out of that. You have Mm -hmm. to work your way out of that. And the deeper it is, the longer it's going to take. Mike, I mean, I really don't have anything intelligent to add to that because that was perfect. I mean, that's it. You know, it's like, it's things that people don't want to hear. And it's like, it is the most common sentence that I think you and I hear as coaches is that something along the lines of, I love being lean, but I want to build muscle and I want to get stronger. And it's like, sorry, guys, we can't have it all at the same time. It doesn't happen. Like, if you are on some crazy gear and you're taking some, you know, Anavar and steroids and HGH and plan and all these things that whatever, most of us are not interested in that. Most of us are not doing that. Most of us want to do this in a way that supports our health, or at least we say we do. And so if that's the case, you cannot be the leanest you've ever been and actively be building muscle and strength. It just doesn't work. We have to like prioritize one and Mm -hmm. that's tough to hear and it's tough to enact. But as you said, I mean, the, the cycling thing being a luxury, it's interesting because I never really heard it that way, but like 
it's, of course it's true. Of course, our body is going to prioritize survival over having babies, building muscle, doing fun stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, but it's a really, really like warning bell sign that if it's not to freak anybody out who isn't currently cycling, but like, that Mm -hmm. is the sign that to your point, your body doesn't feel safe to do it because it's dealing with other stuff. So let's address those other things, you know? And then also, sorry, one thing I didn't say too, is like the birth control plays a huge role there too, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. especially depending on how long you were on the birth birth control, what type you were on, like you were suppressing a lot of hormones that are naturally supposed to be occurring for however long that was, or, or altering those. Right. And that again, takes a lot of time to get back to where your body wants to be naturally. So, Mm -hmm. um, that plus the deficit, plus the CrossFit, plus the losing, uh, I think she said 145, what's 25 pounds. All of those things are lots of, lots of things, lots of stressors. Um, and we can't expect our body to just bounce, bounce, bounce back like that. Mm-hmm. after all of that. So yep. patients, yep. uh, highly recommend if you like, they said they're working with a coach. If you feel like you're not getting the most out of the coach that you're working with and whatever it may be, then maybe it's time to look into a new coach or someone who is experienced more with this, not saying that like your coach is bad or anything like that, but like you should be getting the support and, mm-hmm. uh, have a game plan for moving forward when it comes to um, this area. So, and hopefully yeah. you have a doctor, a good doctor yes. or a medical professional who understands hormonal health, because at some point you may, 100%. if you haven't already be wanting to get some of the tests, we talked about testing and hormonal testing and stuff in a, mm-hmm. a recent podcast, you want to be checking these things out and it may be able to provide some more information into what your course of action should be. In addition to all these basic foundational um, yeah. things that we're talking about that could help support, um, getting your hormones 100%. regulated. Um, Got to look under the hood too and see what's going on there. Got to look under the old hood, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's it um, for today. Yeah. Thanks for for being here. Well, I'm going to add that in later, actually. So we don't need to talk about that right now. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to send you some dupes, Amazon dupes. Was right? Yeah. Send some Amazon dupes. We can post those in the things. And then. You know, with all the stuff we talked about on this episode, never TMI, let us know. Yes. Um, don't send Ashley pictures of your poop, of course. Please you know. don't. Send them to Rachel. But- don't send them to me. I don't need them. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but no, but seriously, and, we, yeah. we are constantly encouraging, like we get some great emails. We get some lovely, positive, awesome feedback there and people telling us stories and people telling us that they love the podcast and keep sending those, but send send your weird questions, send your funny Mm -hmm. stories, send your experiences, because we want to make this people. We've been getting good feedback since we've made this podcast more of a, like, let's learn, but like, just have a conversation and be like educational, but fun and chill and informal. I think people really are responding well to it. And part of that is like you guys talking to us too, you know, so Mm -hmm. send us what you want to hear and what topics you like and things, questions that you have. Um, because the more you talk to us, the better the podcast is going to be. So, yeah. Yeah. And last thing, if you want to learn more from us on a deeper level, when it comes Mm. to nutrition training, all that jazz, we have two, uh, very popular programs, our flagship program, muscle science for women, which there'll be a link in the description for that. Um, you can go to the website, check out, you know, all the things it involves, and then also read like reviews and testimonials and watch testimonials from, 
um, people have gone through the program and kind of see what it's all about. And then also our newest uh, program as well, Grow Your Glutes, that will be in the description as well. And that is obviously all about building that booty um, in a way that is, you know, functional, functional, and also being, it's a very educational um, look into Mm-hmm. what you can do to maximize your time. Mm-hmm. Great job with the product placement. Um, I have been, I have been really enjoying the like glute focused stuff that I've been doing. And I, we didn't get to talk about this, but one of the things I've been doing more of because my upper body stuff has been put on so much hold with this shoulder mm-hmm. issue that I'm having, um, in addition to focusing more on lower body and because I've moved out to the ocean and it's all hilly and beautiful and picturesque around here, I've been biking a lot more and, um, I'm hoping that at some point I just like wake up and my quads are like, like giant because I've been doing all this like hill biking, you know, like I, I assume like when I see you next, when we meet up in New York or whatever it is, the next time we meet, if my like butt and quads aren't significantly bigger, it will be a huge failure. So just like prep yourself for like to comment on them because I'm really working at it. Like I, I'm like, if I'm doing all this glute stuff and I'm doing all these bike rides and I'm not busting out of my, uh, Amazon dupes are going to be pissed. <laughs> so right, anyway. I will keep that in mind for yeah. sure. Yeah. Keep that in mind. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Don't do stupid shit. Don't be insane. See you later. Love you.